play the fight song. All right, guys, welcome back. A little earlier than kind of expected this week. I think we're coming to you out on Tuesday, uh, but we are not previewing the week going forward. We're going to try to bring you something different. We're going to see how many we can get in um, throughout the season. We are going to be doing recaps. We're going to talk about week one. We are recording this on Monday, Labor Day morning, so we won't give you a Duke Clemson, but there was a ton of action that we need to go over. A ton of great games. So if you're wondering, no, I'm not Jordan. I don't have a cold. Bring you a different voice to kind of introduce you to the podcast. I didn't have a Try. cold any of those days. I was dealing with a lot of stress. My voice sounds like you with a cold. People are wondering what the hell is going oh, on with Jordan's oh, voice. I, I was going to say, <laughs> you're saying I have, sound like I have a cold. They go, fuck you. Didn't do anything to you. No, so, but we are going to keep it the same. We are going to go around the table. Everybody is here. I have to, I'm going to bring it off to you first because I got to know. Uh, one of us spent week one in Arizona, which sounds fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but it was not watching Northern Arizona, Arizona. We spent it watching baseball. So I need somebody to explain themselves. Uh, tell, tell everybody, Camden, how was your trip and uh, what was the reasoning behind it? Listen, man, my name is Camden for you. That, for those of you who don't know, because of the Baltimore Orioles. So I try and get out to see the Orioles at least once a year. Southwest ran that promotion where if you booked a flight within like two weeks they gave you, then it was like half price, maybe, maybe more. I think it was actually, I think it was 40% off. But anyway, I used points to book it because I have a shitload and it was super cheap. And I was like, all right, we could fly in. It's a long weekend. Uh, We'll just and then I I didn't even consider that it was over week one and I actually told my fiance about fifteen different times I was like I fucked up planning this like <laughs> I'm watching games on my phone at every meal we're at like we we uh, uh that was a my bad that was a my bad I still found a sports book nine a.m. kickoff times are diabolical those are terrible by the way how do you finish an eggs benedict when you got the damn kickoff going yeah Jordan's trying to watch yeah. game day at eight but. Cam's got kickoff at nine. I, 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 I got you. game day at eight. Game day starts at six a.m. There, <laughs> yeah, that's. that's I rolled out of bed. It was seven thirty, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm already almost missed game day." Like, are we are we giving the West Coasters a pass for like not no. being as passionate? I don't no, good. No. Okay. I still made it happen anyway. You still made They're it work. East Coast well, grind is where it's at. Just a heads up. No, <laughs> it's the worst time zone is the East Coast. I'm out sorry, here. but the worst time zone is the East Can Coast. I, can I give you my thought though, Cam? I because I we didn't obviously hear from you Thursday night, Friday morning, whatever. I legitimately thought you spontaneously booked a flight out Friday to somewhere warm to like get away from football after the, that. That seriously crossed my mind. I thought you just like booked this. I, don't, I was like, seriously, we're taking it that far. I know it was like, I'm sure we'll get into it. I'm sure feelings were hurt, but I was like, damn, we're really just trying to flee the state. <laughs> It worked out. the The sad packing was the worst part. Oh, the sad, the yeah. defeated packing, packing for that trip. Yeah. Packing Thursday night, just Dude. not wanting to move or do anything, just, but just abruptly going by the red in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> just going by the red, picking out the orange, like so. zipper so six so times on it, just mm-hmm. over exaggerating the zip. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. let's that suitcase go. Took a beating. West Coast to East Coast. Reese, tell us about your uh, college football weekend. What did you What did you all catch? What did you all do? Caught most of the big games. Uh, spent most of my time. I mean, I was listening. I went and got a haircut on Saturday, and I caught a little of uh, Joel Klatt, listened to him, and he was talking about how the TCU Colorado is the biggest game. And, like, why would he say that? I was like, no, it's not. Like, I was I was under the bus where I didn't think this game was going to be interesting at all. I thought it was going to be all TCU. Um, but that game was a whole lot of fun. Caught Ohio State my um, – Champion prediction. Watch their watch their game. Very unimpressed, but it's still week one. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch a lot of games. I caught most of the big ones. Um, and yeah, yeah, I definitely caught everybody off guard. I think, but I mean, it, there was a lot of <laughs> hype around it. I think I don't know if it was going to live up to the hype that it did. Jordan, what about you? I know. Did you sit on your couch all weekend? Did you watch all the games? I don't really even know. I watched what every game. I certainly could. I did not go anywhere. I don't have a car still, so it's not like I can just travel the earth, you know. Uh, I did. I sat. I sat on the couch. I do have to figure out the new uh, double TV setup because YouTube TV through Reese, but my mom doesn't have a direct TV anymore. I can't just like swipe a ES, watch ESPN or Fox Sports Go kind of thing. So I got to figure out how we're going to do that. We were running laptop TV. It's not peak performance by any 
stretch of imagination, but in all honesty, it worked for what I needed. And I could quad box the YouTube TV I, if I, I was going to say it was living. But it, even if you two box it, like it, you might as well have four up because it yeah, just covers it's, the same amount of ground. It's right. a waste. Um, I, but what do you, I, what did you like that? The four box it was all right. I, I think for the two thirty games, it was perfect for mm-hmm. the 11 o'clock. Obviously the Hawks were on the big TV by themselves. And then the nightcap, it worked well for the nightcap too. There was so many good games, yeah. but I wanted to focus in on one at a time, made it a little tougher, but my Saturday went well. I got up in the morning, um, made breakfast burritos, set all this stuff up just to like have some stuff around the house. Worked out perfect. Um, what I can tell you was not prepared for um, how hot it was going to be. And so like going in and out of the AC to like the heat was less than ideal. And like the dog was touching the pavement. Like, nope. No walks for the dog. You better been out at 6 a.m. walking the damn dog. Way too hot. Yeah, it, it got it got damn hot. And we hot were out today. in the parking yesterday. lot. Yeah. I'm not going to complain because we're all going to bitch about the cold and about no, a month I'm and gonna, a half. I'm going to complain because I need like down. This needs to be like a high of 83 this week. Especially well, Saturday. you're getting – Otherwise, yeah, you're get, going to Ames. You're going to get lucky with – I think it's going to be decent weather. So It's it getting better. Last year, we're so getting to fall anything's weather. Anything's better. Yeah. All right. So let's – cover what we're going to be kind of running through. This is probably going to be a shorter episode for us. We're, I don't know, we're aiming for 30 to 45 minutes, but if we get on a tangent because a game was that good, you know, maybe so be it. But we're going to cover the week one results. Um, there were a few upsets this week that definitely need to be talked about. We are going to keep our helmet stickers on these recaps if we can. We'll obviously put them in a preview if we can't get a recap in for the week. Um, and then we'll give maybe some reactions. It's week one, so I feel like we should get our Stephen A hats on and kind of throw out some hot takes, some overreactions. Oh we might as well. Stephen A in our way Cause, to victory. Because you know it's 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 coming today. <laughs> we got to get our, our, our reactions, overreactions in. So let's go over the big game headlines. We have about six highlighted. Let's go Thursday night first. I know, I mean, I had scratch on it. I think Reese did. I, everybody had their eyes on it. Let's go out to Salt Lake City. Reese, give us your rundown of what you thought about the Utah-Florida game. I didn't have any scratch on it, uh, but if I would have, um, I mean, I probably was going to go with the Utes. But uh, for, from the word go, it was it was all Utah. I mean, the defense I mentioned in last week's episode, the defense showed up right away. Um, Mertz, Mertz played well. I mean, he had 333 yards in the air, only turned the ball over one time. But their offensive line just was non-existent. They ran the ball for twenty-one yard or 13 yards on 21 attempts. But granted, there's a lot less because of all the sacks that Graham Mertz got. Um, but ETN didn't really have anything to anything he could do with it. Um, offense was fine. The offensive line for Utah played fantastic. They didn't give up any sacks for you're playing your second, your third string. A guy that um, playing at home helps them out, but still it's their virtually big time game that helps out a lot. I mean, the 70 yard bomb start off for that offense was pretty awesome. It was all Utah from the word go. I mean, they won 24 to 11, and then uh, Florida didn't score until the second half again, and. Um, they only give that field goal in the first half, which they also, I uh, think, Florida missed a uh, field goal in the first half as well, too. Um, they used Barnes and Johnson well. Johnson was more of a guy for kind of a dual threat look. Um, but yeah, it was it was all it was all Utah from the go. Like I said, Rice Eccles is one of the hardest places to play in the in the country. Mm-hmm. And Toughest place to play. Yeah. He said that <laughs> in the country, by the way, in the country. <laughs> Whatever. There it is. <laughs> it happened. I have a headline for this one. I wrote a headline out, like a newspaper headline. You want to hear it? Let's hear it. It's probably trash, but it's a thought that counts, no? Chomped all around. Gators eating up on both sides. Yeah. I mean, that, that's yeah. that's not the worst thing I've ever heard. That was fairly that'll, accurate. That would give me a job at a small-town Iowa newspaper. Yeah, somebody <laughs> called the Des Moines Register. This guy needs a job. <laughs> Come on. I, I just want to add quickly onto that one. Uh, yeah. I thought Merce looked good, but he was running yeah. for his life more often than not. Yep. Uh, hard to get comfortable in a pocket when you're constantly being pushed out of it and you can't sit. Um, and go through progressions, right? So, um, five sacks for Utah and an INT. I mean, that's that's going to change the game. You get five sacks and a pick. We'll get to the sacks later in a specific game that I'm sure uh, yeah. we all watched. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I thought Utah looked like Utah, like that's what they want to do. And I thought Florida had glaring um, weaknesses that were maybe emphasized a little bit more with a team that's as disciplined as Utah. Did. 
does anybody else feel like, am I the only one who felt like Florida was just poorly coached? I didn't think that the talent differential was very big. I did not they didn't, think Utah they didn't was that look much ready better. to go in some situations. No. Um, I think there's a lot of missed assignments, a lot of drop balls too. Uh, yep. And Mertz looked like a different quarterback, but he kind of had to be something he's not. And that's on the run at all times, a scrambler, a guy making plays outside the pocket. He's not that guy. He doesn't want to be that guy, and I don't think they want him to be that guy. But when you can't run the football and you can't <laughs> you can't throw it, they, pass block it, man. They do anything. They needed him in, like, well, I think it was when I texted you, Jordan, like towards the end of that first quarter. He was comfortable. They were able to run the play action. It was opening up him for in the passing game, and he wasn't rushing his throws. That's what they need if Florida wants to take that step this year. But, I mean, Ricky Pearsall was terrible. I think he just dropped more balls than anybody I know. He didn't show up. The defensive line looked slow for how big they were, and that offensive line just got pushed around like little boys. Yep. Just push. Push around. That, one, so, that, I think, tells us more about Utah than it does Florida, though, if I'm being honest. Interesting take. I don't know. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think the coaching's got to definitely get better going forward for Florida. Let's go to, uh, to Fort Worth. I, I want – I'll start us off, but I really – if everybody's got opinions on it, I think we need to. Because this was definitely – am I wrong in saying this was definitely the biggest game of the weekend? I mean, every recap I've already listened to on podcast. It was not the biggest podcast. game of the weekend. It was the best game of the weekend. It was okay. the biggest. The biggest game Not going into – yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. It ended up being the best game of the weekend. The best game uh, of the weekend, yes. Colorado comes into Fort Worth as 20-point dogs, 21 in some books, uh, and beats TCU. There were some people on this pod who thought everybody thought unanimously TCU was going to win. Some people thought Colorado would cover, but it was pretty unanimous. Nobody thought Colorado was going to win this football game, and we were just all wrong. I mean, Shadour Sanders looked like a, I don't know, a top 10 quarterback in college football on Saturday. Threw for over 500 yards. I liked the scheme that they were putting on him. I just quick, easy throws. Mm-hmm. The offensive line, I don't think, is still that good. No, and they not. were just That's like, hey, it was perfect. Dude, yeah, just so get perfect. it out of your hands quickly. Just yeah. make quick decisions and live for another down. It was in playmakers, and they had plenty of them. Yeah, that, and that's what the big highlight is. I mean, let's talk about the playmakers. I mean, Edwards was, was fantastic. He did a lot of everything. I think he, the rush game needs to get better. They still only average like something like two yards a carry. Um, I think but, that tells you how bad that offensive line is. Yeah. That TCU front's not scary. No. It's no, not scary. Not a, a weekend, Big 12 guy myself, I can – just absolutely pick apart this TCU team. I, I I think I was way wrong on them, but Hunter plays 110 snaps, just makes play after play Ridiculous. defensively That's and offensively. I, I think everybody was shocked. I mean, we knew – I mean, the guy was a number one in his class a couple of years ago. We can't ago. play 110 snaps 12 times. No, no, no. not at all. Yeah, but, and but he's going to gonna play 110 once, snaps next week too. Like you think he's not going to play 110? He might right. play more next week in all honesty. I think – if Colorado's going to try and get six wins, seven wins, eight, whatever their goal is, I think you're going to see him play those snaps in maybe like in no, next week when they're in a dog fight with Nebraska. But if they're getting beat by USC by 20, expect him to play. I would assume maybe the defensive side of the ball. I think they'll maybe send him out on offense if it, if it like gets to the second half and they're like, all right, we need to just get stops, play defense, save your energy. You guys kind of see something like that. Coming out of Hunter, if they want to save his legs and save his body for the whole year, I think they'll keep him out on offense. They just yeah, I would think defense is going to be more stuff. He'll play defense. I think they need it way worse at DB than they do right. receiver and running back. I think, um, but I to me it was just nuts to see somebody actually on track to Hunter hundred snaps and then to go over it exceedingly over it like was. You don't see that anymore, and there's a good reason you don't see that anymore, but you also don't see a lot of kids that have the ability to that extent. Like Some kids mm-hmm. can play DB and receiver, but not at a high elite level, right? Um, and so that's that's the thing I took away from it is that he is everything that he was cracked up to be when he was recruited to play at Jackson State or Florida State when he was committed there first. So now he's just on a bigger stage and people are seeing it. And so a lot of people that were following him and recruiting and watching games at Jackson state kind of knew he was like this, but you've hit a national scale now. So it's bound to blow up. Camden, a guy who was very passionate about this team. And Hey, I'm not saying you're all wrong. Cause I think that there's a lot of season left to be played. Uh, so we'll wait and see, but 
What is your takeaway from this Colorado team at first glance? Yeah, no, I <clears throat> I was thinking about it because initially in our group chat after the game, I'm sure you could tell there was an underlying just anger <laughs> from when I was talking about this team, mostly because I don't want to admit yet that I was completely wrong. I think on defense, defense they were abysmal, man. They mm. were terrible. I mean, this game looked like the old Big 12 that we were used to where it was just – I mean, yes, the guys were wide down. open. I said this, same thing. Like, like, this is old school Big 12 football. It was <laughs> terrible, man. It's like, back, baby, it's back. <laughs> going back into the Big 12 is absolutely perfect because they were <laughs> awful. I mean, TCU turns the ball over twice inside the red zone, misses a field goal. Yep. Like, they're winning that game handily, but also giving up 45 points. So I just think both defenses are terrible. TCU's defensive line is awful. Shadur mm-hmm. got hit once and he got hurt. The one time he got hit, he was limping for the next two two possessions. Um, Travis Hunter's a stud. I mean, obviously, we we knew that that was going to be a thing, but I agree. I don't think he's going to play 110 snaps. Honestly, I think that you're going to see a completely different ball game next week against Nebraska. I don't think there's going to be 110 snaps in the game. Yeah. I don't think people realize that both teams were on the ball within 15 seconds of each guy getting tackled. And, like, there were 400 plays in the game. He played yep. 110 of them, but there were 400 plays. I mean, I both teams were flying. I don't want to admit that I was wrong yet, but their offense looked good. I will say mm-hmm. that. I think Schroeder, you, when you throw the ball 50 times, they're going to have a lot of offensive yards. He just completed a lot. So they, yeah, they threw the ball shit with it. Yeah, he was. But it was a lot of dump-off routes, which that kind of hurt Nebraska, which I'll talk to you about <laughs> in our team recap. So I'm a little worried about that. But I'm also – was my initial getting past the pissed-off point of spending $325 next week and rolling in to, for Nebraska to face this team that I thought was just going to suck. And then seeing that on the offensive <laughs> side of the ball – I think it was the initial frustration, and I tried to calm it down, but it is what it is. We'll we'll roll into Boulder and see what happens. That's what I want to tell you, man, and that's what I want everybody to know. It it is week one. We we, we, we want to overreact for fun. We are going to overreact for fun. But, guys, it is week one. and We'll talk about even LSU. We all had in our college football playoff. Like, There's so much games left. I have something in my biggest takeaways that we'll come back to don't overreact too much. Yep. I love that. Jordan, t- take us into – we had two teams uh, in Alabama and Ohio State debuting at quarterback uh, for going forward for 2023. Talk about those games. Talk about Milrow. Talk about McCord. What do we should expect for week two and going forward? Yeah, I, I was going to give you a headline for the TCU Colorado one, but I started <laughs> off on a good note. We don't want to ruin it with a bad second one, so we're just going <laughs> to pass that up. Uh, Alabama – Middle Tennessee. Um, it looked like Milrow was completely the guy. Um, and not only was he the guy, it was Milrow, Buckner, and then Ty Simpson. It was not uh, split evenly very much on the snaps. I, are they going to do it differently in week two? You would hope not because they have Texas rolling in. But it was clearly Milrow, Buckner, and then Simpson, which is interesting because I figured Buckner would be your three. But it makes sense that they brought him mm-hmm. in late if he's going to automatically jump the two on the depth chart. Uh the kid looked relaxed. Like Milrow looked like he was confident and more, um, you know, down to earth, ready to roll rather than uptight. Like he had looked in the past. Uh, the offensive line looked solid, man. Uh, the run push wasn't elite, but the pass defense definitely was, um, or the pass blocking, excuse me, definitely was. The running backs were solid. They're not going to blow you away with talent. There's just a good committee of running backs there in Tuscaloosa. Um, biggest thing you want to look at with this team is I think it's going to be Milrow until further notice because he exceeded expectations and against a team that uh, a lot of quarterbacks around the country kind of struggled with the lower grade teams that they were playing. And he did more than what was expected. He's a hell of a runner. Uh, the guy can extend plays. He's not an elite passer and he doesn't need to be, especially with what they're trying to do now with a Tommy Reese hire. But biggest thing for the Alabama, you need to pay attention to their defensive back injuries. We'll get updates throughout this week. I'm sure they'll come out today or tomorrow. Um, Jalen Key and Malachi Moore both left the game early two of their star DBs that they had um, brought in. If they don't play next week, it's going to be really tough to stop mm-hmm. a Texas team that has so many weapons on the outside. Whether you're at home or not, it ain't going to matter. Um, so that's something to pay attention to. Ohio State was definitely a little bit different. This was a team that just did not hit a stride. Alabama hit a stride. Don't get me wrong. They were scoring. They were doing what they wanted to do. Ohio State never found it. McCord got way majority of the snaps. Like It was not very even. Um, and Honestly, Devin Brown took what, like, I think he had one pass attempt in the, all his snaps. He had about 20 snaps. One pass attempt. You're not even giving a kid a chance. So either chance, he's right. going to play next week and he's going to 
either going to flip roles or they really don't, or that job's over and it's McCord's. Um, the offense looked tough. Uh, honestly, like they couldn't get anything rolling. The pass, the pass, pass, pass blocking was all right. Like there's definitely holes in it and it's going to be a problem when they get to Michigan, Penn state and some other pieces of that schedule, but it doesn't look great. The run push didn't look great. The running backs looked all right. Like I wasn't Myron Williams wasn't crazy. Travion Henderson wasn't crazy. They were, it just looked like a very slow sluggish game. And I'm not going to overreact to that because it was just one game. Um, but when you only let your uh, quarterbacks, you're playing Indiana's quarterbacks were nine of 20 for 82 yards. And they had 71 yards rushing through the entire game. That, like that's the that's the step up we thought <laughs> yeah, like Knowles would bring to this defense. And that's what we wanted. Away. No, so yep. Um, that's my biggest takeaway is the defense looked way better than expected this early, and the offense is going to figure it out. Um, I'm still very confident that Ryan Day figures that out, and maybe it was just a very um, conservative play calling game. Who knows? But that's where I'm at on them. A hundred percent, and I think we can give a pass to Ohio State. I mean, it's not easy. I don't care if it's week one. You know. When you start the year off going to a Power 5 team, now we know Indiana is not very good, but you're going on the road. You're playing a conference opponent who knows your tendencies. Uh, and to go in there and honestly just come out with a win, you you want to see more from the offense definitely, but it's easy for that. Like, of course, Alabama at home, it, I don't think it really would have mattered if Milrow or Buckner or whoever played. You're, you're playing Middle Tennessee at home, whereas you are Ohio State traveling on the road, playing a Power 5 conference opponent. Definitely giving them slack. I don't think there's anything where I'm, I'm freaking not out. Not saying Indiana is good, but no, not at all, not at all. But Ohio State uh, has had the history of a bad week one. They've done it, yeah. through the last ten years, multitude of times. I thought it was also interesting that the McCord snaps. Like, obviously, it was clear that I think the Ryan Day comments going into the year were just smoke, and I think it was more to kind of push McCord. I think Alabama was an actual race. I think that was a competition, but I think. Ohio State, just looking at week one, it was McCord's job from the beginning, to be honest with you. Anybody else kind of have any thoughts on either of those games or the quarterback play specifically? They definitely weren't the most exciting games. <laughs> no, not not at all. Honestly, I didn't even really catch much of it. It wasn't worth it. If it wasn't for the quarterback competition, it wouldn't have been much for to tune in for, to be honest with you. Let's go Mark, into the – quick thought on that? No, I was just going to say, I think you guys – Drilled it. I mean, it's it's tough to go somewhere week one and play against a competitive team. Like, look at Georgia. They're up 17 to nothing. It's the third quarter. Like, right. if that team's going into an interconference game, they might play stuff differently. Like, I don't want anybody to overlook Ohio State and be like, oh, they're not going to be very good this year. Like, they just they got the job done. That's yeah. all you have to do in, in games like that. Like, you're not playing Middle Tennessee State where you can just run it up to see what you got for later in the year. So, I think it's don't overlook this Ohio state team now that they didn't put up 50 against Indiana. I love that comment parks. You said they just got the job done because there are teams in week one that cannot say they got the job done going in week two. And we'll get into that a little bit. Let's go to the nightcap last night. It was this one. Now. Okay. This one was definitely the biggest game of the week. Everybody. No, no, was- no. Two nights ago. Oh, you're missing one. God, I missed missing one. Yeah. one. Yeah. No, okay. It's the weird days. The weird days. I don't put that on you. <laughs> it, is, it is another nightcap. This one was, I guess you could say, was the prime time, depending on which one, which channel you kind of prefer. North Carolina, South Carolina, Battle of the Carolina in Charlotte. Cam, what was the biggest thing you took away from that game? And the North Carolina, I wouldn't say blowout, but definitely controlled the game. Yeah, it was kind of North Carolina from from start to finish, um, but it, it it was slow in a very slow fashion. They took control of that game and, and just kind of handled their own business. I think what I took away from it is that Shane Beamer's a little whiny baby. I mean, in your post game interview, talking about the chain gang getting out five minutes late and you're trying to get an onside kick, which you did successfully anyway. Like, dude, your team just got beat. Granted, let's look at the stats. Spencer Rattler went 30 for 39 with 353 yards passing and no touchdowns. I mean, you want to talk about a quiet sling the rock around and only score 17 points. Uh, Now, I've heard a lot that that was just basically stat padding. Like half of those yards came from the end of the third, end of the third, the middle of the fourth, and then he was done. So, but Drake May is the story, right? Drake May was Mm. consistent. He made his throw all game, all game long. He went 24 for 32 with 269, two scores, and two picks. 
Um, the two picks were obviously are what they are, but he looked good. He made the throws when he needed them to. They were sound on the ground. They handed Bakari Brooks the ball 15 times for 103 yards. He was he ran tough. I I saw a lot of arm tackling out of South Carolina, which they need to fix quick because that's not going to work in the SEC and the running back caliber that most teams have. Um, I think one of the bright sides for South Carolina, if you take a look at the wide receiver position, is holy shit, this Xavier Leggett kid. That's DK Metcalf Jr., man. 6'3", 235. That dude was a man among boys. Any one-on-one ball that they threw up to him, he was coming down with. So uh, a bright spot for them there, but a good win for North Carolina. It's a tough matchup week one. So you saw a lot of good things from them, but there's some sloppy football in there. But it's week one, so good win for the the Tar Heels. What would you guys think? I think the defense kind of backed themselves up. I I was definitely one of those who were dogging on them that I didn't think my boy Gene Chizik was going to make any adjustments going into this year. I didn't think anything was going to be different. And now is South Carolina going to be very good? We'll wait and see. I wasn't very high on them going into this year, but once the week kind of rolled around, I thought South Carolina was going to control the game and and then in the trenches, and that wasn't even close. I mean, North Carolina defensive line got to Rattler multiple times. I think he was sacked eight times. That was the biggest thing that stood out to me. You knew what Mac Brown was going to bring offensively. You knew Drake May was going to be great. But, man, to see South Carolina not keep up and to get that onside kick, and didn't they go four and out? They went four and out, and I think they got like three yards. So that was – what a play call. You're changing the momentum, and then boom, you get three yards in four plays. So that, that was the biggest thing that did stood we, out to me. Did we mention the stats that they gave up? Yeah. They, they, uh, they rushed for negative two yards as a team. Is that negative the one that you're looking at? Because South yeah. Carolina literally rushed for negative yards as a team. And then they were sacked nine times. <laughs> nine. You know how many that is? Got to get a push up front. That's almost double digits. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's a, almost a sack per drive in some cases. That's and they insane. still threw for 353. You want to talk about slinging that rock. I mean, uh, Spencer Rattler had nine incompletions. So he was sacked the same amount of times that he had incomplete passes. So there was like a hint of North Carolina defense and a hint of Georgia's defense all on the field at once. What the hell? Week one, baby. Week one. Reese, I need some thoughts on you. I think you were a North Carolina guy going into this. What uh, Were you impressed by Tar Heels brought to the table? Well, I was busy at a Quinn concert that night. I'm not going to lie. Hand up. So I wasn't watching it. But I did have skin on it. I had the over. I didn't think North Carolina defense was going to show up at all. You guys keep mentioning all those stats. I'm going to throw in two other ones. Um, South Carolina was 0 for 4 on fourth down attempts, and they were also 4 for uh, four for 14 on third down attempts. So, yeah, that defense showed up. Uh, like you said, I didn't think Gene Chizik did anything to figure it out. But the defense played well. Drake May is still Drake May. Uh, and that run game is still there. You mentioned uh, Brooks had 103 yards. Like, that run game was there. That offense was sound. They controlled it. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting year for North Carolina if that defense can stay anywhere near what they were against those top teams in the ACC. I mean, they got a shot to win the, the win the conference. Then. Yeah, they, they definitely might. I think that we should, they could be a bigger contender. Clemson plays tonight too. So we haven't seen Clemson play. True. Yeah, hey, play no, hey, so maybe Duke, play, Duke plays tonight there, Jordan. Duke plays tonight. Duke plays tonight, Jordan. One more, one more they, piece. Uh, yep. Spencer Rattler, we mentioned his stat line already. 359 yards, 30 for 39. QBR of 44. Uh, I, I don't understand. Up. I'm not a big QBR. Happen when you don't throw any touchdowns. Yeah. And, throwing, oh, and you get sacked nine times. That also takes away from QBR. So that is – what a weird game. What a weird I game. I don't fine. think – I thought he played fine. I He's not the problem. At least no, for – he's my, not the problem, but I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot more – then he can even handle the build. He's running for his life. He's playing for the Jets. (laughs) Running for his life. All right, so let's go to the last nightcap. This one was, again, on ABC. We saw it last night. Definitely was the biggest game anticipated going into the the week, a top 10 matchup. Um, Started off that way. I thought the first half was awesome. It was a rock fight. I think both teams were throwing punches. Defensively, they were showing up. Um, Offensively, guys were making plays, and then – just kind of spiraled out of control in that second half. Uh, we want everybody to break this down. So let's start with Reese. Reese, give me one takeaway that was the biggest thing when you saw this Florida State LSU game. Keon Coleman is going to be a problem in the ACC. I mean, Great the guy point. 
the guy did it all for him, three touchdowns, even called the dude out. He's like, hey, I can score on this guy. And then they went and threw it to him. Walk the walk and talk the talk. Jordan Travis played really well. That Florida State defense was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought LSU's defense was going to be much better. I thought Omar Spates was going to be more of an impactful guy. Didn't really, it wasn't able to do a whole lot. Um, I think it was just, like you say, as early, I think it's, and like how kind of Jordan said before, I think it's more about Florida State than it is about LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's, it's still week one. I think, Jordan, we got to hear something from you on, on this game for as much as you were breaking down LSU. And I'm with you. I I think you were exposed where people thought the problem yep. was is at DB, right? Um, yep. But you were going against superstar talent uh, at Florida State. You're not going to get that every week. But when you get to you know an SEC West schedule in certain spots and, and playing in Atlanta for an SEC title and then possibly a college football playoff, you're going to get elite talent at receiver. Um, and so they're going to have to get that figured out. And it's got to happen quick. Another part of that game that kind of fell off to me was – the inability to get a rhythm going on the ground. Like I know they don't have elite mm-hmm. running backs, yep. but they didn't, they weren't getting a run push either. And that's an elite defensive line at Florida state. I get that too, but you're going to have to move the football on teams like this. And I, can they? Yes. Did they last night? No. And I think it was a tale of two halves, as you kind of mentioned, but I think it's week one again. I think they know what happened. Brian Kelly's going to take time to reboot, reset, and really get things uh, kind of hammered out in the next couple of weeks. Because I do think this is still a team that could win the West. It's still a team that could go yeah. to the college football playoff. We'd said this a week ago. We said <laughs> whoever loses that game might have to run the table, but it's not impossible considering the talent on both these teams. Now, LSU probably has the harder path to do so considering they'll have to go through um, A&M and Alabama and other pieces of that conference, but they're still equipped to do so. Yeah, I mean, we were overreacting even last year. We thought both of these teams were terrible and that they were just two terrible teams trying to fight for who would lose last year's game. So let's not overlook uh, the result of this week. Biggest thing for me, kind of in your camp, Jordan, um, Jaden Daniels, when he gets in the open field, man, is as electric as it gets in college football. But that's the only supply of the run game that they could put together on on Sunday night. That was It just wasn't great. I think they do need a guy – um, at the running back position, but the offensive line's got to help out whoever takes that spot. Yep. Uh, and then when it comes to Florida State, I'm torn. I know we talked about the struggles at cornerback for LSU, but man, like Reese mentioned, you mentioned Keon Coleman, but Johnny Wilson is just a giant. He is he is all every bit of six five six six, and man, he's a big target. That that's a great receiving core. We don't give that receiving core enough uh, props going into this year. It's definitely a Top five, maybe top three receiving room in the country. Parks, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, no, I think if you watch the first minute of it, you're like, okay, this LSU team, right? I mean, they take a kickback for a good amount, then two plays, and they're all of a sudden they're inside the 10, and then they go unscored. Un- they don't tough. even gain a yard within six plays. And you're like, all right, maybe we got a game. And I have to mention, my I think it's my first time my fiance's ever watched a Florida State football game. She goes, what is that sound? It's so annoying. Why do they keep playing it? And, and so uh, maybe it's a tough tough look for Florida State there. But, uh, I, <laughs> I got to highlight uh, DJ Lundy, linebacker for Florida State, number 10. He was all over the place all, yep. all night, man. He's so quick in filling gaps. He's going to be a star in this conference this year, so watch out for him. All right. That kind of highlights all of the big games going forward from the weekend. (laughs) I know that a big majority of our audience does kind of want to hear a little bit of our thoughts on our teams. Some of our audience might be like, who the hell cares? We can spiel quickly. We can spiel quickly. We called I had Maybe you guys can. (laughs) I had the big three, but we might change this to the mid three. I think that was presented by Parks. It's pretty accurate. We're going to just cover quickly. All our teams, Iowa, Iowa State, and Nebraska, um, just their weekend results and kind of a quick thought. Let's go Thursday night first. Camden, another tough loss, another one point or one possession loss. I'm, hey, I'm glad we, we gave it till Monday. Hopefully some thoughts. I'm sure you're still a little angry, but we've given some days to kind of relax, look at Let a bigger open. picture. Let him bleed. What are we taking from Thursday night's game? Yeah, no, I'm not angry anymore i think i only had the anger for like 10 minutes like full-blown anger like watch out drywall but uh take a look at it man we got 40 64 new players urban meyer said this after too so i'm not alone 
64 new players, 44 freshmen. Um, they were, it's, it's, there's a lot of good things in there Mm -hmm. and a lot of bad, like our defense first time running a three, three, five ever. And it it looked okay. It was very bend, don't break it. It wasn't anything that we were used to, um, but it did its job. I think, you know, you look at our linebackers, they were pretty good. We tackled well. We didn't give up many broken tackles. We only gave up 61 yards on the ground to a Minnesota team that's just pounded the rock the last nine years of PJ Flex existence mm-hmm. there. Yep. And they just couldn't run against us. And that was without our starting nose tackle after the uh, start of the third quarter who gets ejected for targeting. Um, so he won't be back. He'll miss the first half of the Colorado game, which sucks. But good things on the defensive side of the ball. I thought we covered well, but we just need to be better on slants, turnaround routes, things like that. Like we just gave up a lot of short yardage, just rink and dink that kind of kills at the end of the game and gave him an opportunity for a 47 yard field goal to win it. Um, offensively, man, we just, we just couldn't get it together. Now I don't think it's a bad Minnesota defense, although they're pretty good, but we missed a couple opportunities right before the half. Jeff Sims throws an interception and I'm that type of nerd that goes back and I like, Use the key play factor on YouTube TV to just like rewind and fast forward to see what went wrong, where he read and what he saw. And that one just didn't make sense to me. He just misread it, right? Like uh, he threw it to Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, who was going to end up being double covered. He missed the coverage on Borkature, who was wide open. And if he would have turned around, it zipped that pass. It was six. There was nobody within 10 yards of Borkature. They He completely read it wrong, which this could be a product of week one. This yeah. I, I know we've said it a thousand times. But it's week one against a good team on the road and a good defense. Like I'm not going to look too much into three picks, but they the win he threw him is what hurt the most. It felt like I think the way and the when when he threw him, I just yeah, it was it was something that Nebraska fans are all too familiar with now. And I kind of hated the fact that people are like, not again, not again. Like dude, it's completely it was a little different. different. It was it's different. completely different. It's a new team, new scheme, new coach. Like. The way we played in the fourth quarter, although we gave up 10 points, was still significantly different. Like yep. I felt when we got the ball with two minutes and 30 seconds left on a tie game that we were going to go score and win the game. Like we were going to go at least I, run the clock. I felt as if they just didn't turn it over and they punt. They could have won seven to three. Yeah. But, <laughs> to be honest, the, the only thing I thought about in the Nebraska game was what the spring competition between Thompson and, and Sims and, and Thompson transferred pretty early. Was Sims just always the guy from the beginning? I don't see, I don't understand that. Like I don't, maybe Thompson was just like, I don't want to stick here and be an, maybe an option one B like he wanted to be the guy. Maybe that was it. But I was like, I look at Thompson and he can definitely, he could have beaten out Sims or, or whatever, but I don't know. That was kind of curious to me just watching week one, but I don't want to react. I'll tell you the answer to that. And it's because Matt, Matt rules a run first guy and Jeff Sims gives you about a million different looks, but before Casey Thompson, Casey Thompson had absolute concrete feet. If anybody, if he had any (laughs) rush, he couldn't scramble. He couldn't do anything outside of the Northwestern game. So Jeff Sims was also our leading rusher this game. He ran the ball 19 times for 91 yards. So I think it's a positive plus plus there, especially from the looks you got from Chandler Morris. We're on it next week. I won't spoil more of that, but it's it's a good situation for him. He just needs to be a little bit more consistent throwing the ball, but he made good throws too. Yeah, um, keep it. I, I think they need yeah. to keep it simpler for him, just a little yeah. bit. Also, when you talk about Anthony Grant fumbling too much in fall camp, and that's why he's running with the then threes, and then he, you put him in in crunch time, and he fumbles. He does it? Fuck you. That's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Like that's come bad on, coaching. Man. Yep. And Gabe Irvin, it was a beast all game. I don't know if he got banged up because we didn't see him after that, but damn, yeah, it just <laughs> felt like. Yeah, it felt like it was it was old times, but I got to hey, take it as it's not. Yep. Hey, we live to see another week. We live to see another week. Jordan. Almost. We go to Iowa City. Um, not a ton to take away. I'm sure you've got more thoughts than obviously I do from the outside looking in, but it's hard to assess when you're playing a team of the blind in Utah State. But give us a couple of thoughts. Uh, they look like the um, – a new team on the first quarter, the entire first yeah. quarter. They were blocking well. They were running the football well. They were hitting passes that were open. They were playing good defense. <laughs> Unfortunately, the first quarter team did not show up the rest of the three quarters. Um, the offensive line went bad again. It looked like shit, it, to be completely honest with you. The inability to run the football when you have probably our best back since Sean Green in the backfield, and we can't run the football with him. He has nowhere to go. He's getting hit a yard deep against a very poor Utah State defense is quite alarming um so that's got to get figured out again it's week one but it's not week one this team the that mm-hmm. offensive line 
outside of the two transfers has played over a year and a half together. It's got to get fixed. Uh, McNamara did everything and more. Like that's everything I wanted him to do. He was um, threw the ball very well. Didn't turn it over at all. He threw a couple questionable ones that maybe should have been picked, but at the same time, he missed a couple balls where somebody was open and he could have added on to that total for touchdowns or um, reception, receiving yards or passing yards. I think he just had a little rust on him, throwing a ball inside maybe rather than outside on a shoulder, uh, things like that. The defense is going to be stout again, though. Uh, they're not going to be as elite. They're not going to be crazy uh, pass rushers. I think that's the one thing we really would love to have right now is an elite pass rush. And as it came yet, again, it's one game. But that defensive front seven is good. Nick Jackson looked good. Uh, Jay mm. Higgins, at linebacker, looked like he's the next guy there at Mike. Um, and it's going to be a good football team. The problem is, is if that offensive line can't improve a little bit, we're going to be in trouble again because um, we can't be one dimensional. When I when I looked at the Iowa game, like you said, it, it, McNamara didn't have to to do a ton. I thought he was fine. I needed to see from Iowa, kind of like the Navy Notre Dame game last week, where like all they need to do is just run dive with Estime and they should be able to get five yards every time. I thought that that was the same thing for Iowa going into this week with Johnson. Like you should just be able to they, give that dude the ball and just but push all over you two yards it. deep. He's getting two yards deep. And then you're not moving the offensive line. Like the line of scrimmage is not moving in a positive direction. It's tough. So um, again, one week they were trying out a lot of different combinations. They brought in mm-hmm. Feth uh, and Dejan Parker, both who played no combination looked great. Although the first quarter looked really good. So I'd love to see that group get a little more reps together, but we'll see. Cause um, it's figure out that offensive line or this week's going to be way tougher than it needs to be. Yep. Absolutely. And I'll uh, cover Iowa state very quickly. Just one thing, like, of course this would be the team to just beat the shit out of you and I, of course it would be like, why wouldn't our college football playoff team a couple of years ago, be able to do this t- typical Iowa state. Um, we come yeah, out was really a better you and I team than they got. Kind of, I'm kind of over it. I think you and I is, I don't think they're very good. I, quarterback Theo Day is, he's great, but I don't think the rest of the team is very good. Um, the defense was, was good, was better than I expected, filling in some spots. I didn't think that, that they were going to take a step back. And I think maybe they might be able to keep that rolling again this year. The defensive line depth is a little concerning to me, but they started playing third stringers in the third quarter. So I really have nothing to take away. And offensively, again, like, I mean, they ran the ball okay at some times. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't turn it over, which was good. I think Rocco might be a guy who's going to just, like, just control the game and don't turn it over. Like, we are going to play, like, I hate to say it, this team's going to have to play Kirk Ferentz football this year if we're going to win seven games. Like, Rocco, don't turn the damn ball over. Get 17 to 21 points and just let the defense control it. Um, it's ugly. I don't love fun, it. I'll but tell you. I'm not going to bitch about wins like Iowa fans do. So if, if it results to wins, I'm not going to complain about it. Not a ton to get into. I don't really want to talk about We complain about another. wins because it happens so all consistently at the same amount. There's yeah. got to be something to, to get more. <laughs> yeah. i being spoiled, Shaper. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I hope I'm spoiled one day. Let's uh, Let's cover the last portion of the weekend. This was kind of the fun part of the weekend. We got upsets. Um, if you are a part of these fan bases, maybe it wasn't so fun for you. Uh, a few of them to note. We talk about Laramie. I underestimated it. Jordan probably didn't. He's he's big in Laramie. You yeah, just don't go into Laramie and expect to win. No, you don't. But you also don't do it and miss three field goals. Like, <laughs> yeah. They should have won the game by nine points at least. And they just missed three. Oh, two of them were chips. One of them was a little bit deeper, whatever. But you're at yep. elevation. But come yep. on. 7,200 feet. You should be able to knock that sucker down. Three missed field goals ain't going to win it. And then you look that bad. Oh, the running or the, just the ability of Wyoming's quarterback under pressure to just check hot right back where that blitz was coming from consistently late in that game was because yeah. he was getting lit up. But oh, the ball dude. was in and out of his hands right to where it needs to be. The uh, touchdown to tie it up in double overtime, they brought eight. He threw it right back where the Mike linebacker came from, right to his tight end hot, took one right in the chin, walking touchdown. Like, Composure. <laughs> yeah, no, he he was he was awesome. Texas Tech gets off to a seventeen to nothing uh, lead. I thought they were going to win by forty, and they fall in double overtime, thirty five thirty three to Wyoming. Texas State gets its first win against a Power Five opponent. They go into Waco and win forty two to thirty one. Shapen had like the a cast like on his entire yeah, leg in the good. second half, but Baylor I mean, sucks, and I was correct about that yeah, football team. Yeah. 
Baylor and Dave are offensive lines four. I've never seen that guy doesn't show emotion, but he's like Hulk raging inside the inability <laughs> for his team to play defense all of a sudden. Our he's boy, done. it's uh, bad. Parks's boy at Big Game Boomer said that Dave Aranda is already on the hot seat. So that I think that's an overreaction. That's what, a little bit of an overreaction. A little I mean, bit of an overreaction. I hate that guy. <laughs> I can't stand him, dude. I like. I want to comment back to him, but I know that's what he's posting for, so I refuse to do it. But what an Try asshole! Not to get trolled, but you're getting trolled. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, dude, he's pissing me off. He, he's like top fifty <laughs> bars, bitch. You haven't been to thirty five of these. He's like top fifty bars in all fifty states. The one yeah, didn't even exist in Nebraska. Arkansas ranking. His Arkansas ranking sucked too. The one we went to when we were down in Fayetteville was not that. He great. sucks. We walked in. It was still a restaurant. It was ten thirty. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Unblock me, bitch. I, I will get you. <laughs> Next one, Fresno gets paid like over a million bucks to go into West Lafayette and beat Purdue 39 to 35. I did not catch much of this game, but um, we knew I Purdue was going to take a step back this week, but man, they're bad. They're bad defensively. Way bad. They Way are bad. bad. <laughs> they're bad. It's not so a great bad. showing for the Big 12. <laughs> not a great showing for the Big 10 That's West. Up to conclusion, but that team and Baylor suck. They are yeah, not no, good. Absolutely. I, I'm not arguing it with you. I don't know I, if Purdue's worse than Northwestern, though. Okay. I just want to pose a question. That on the, wait, what? He what said Purdue's not worse than Northwestern? I don't think Purdue is worse than Northwestern. Oh, okay. Purdue is not worse than Northwestern. No, I think Northwestern might be the worst Power 5 football team in the yeah, history of ever. Seeing, seeing that Rutgers line at four, I was like, what are we doing? Why am I getting such value? This was at seven all week. I go, something's up. And I was like, I, I feel like I have to hammer Rutgers. And I... I didn't take a swing at Rutgers at minus four, and I didn't take a swing at Oregon State at minus 14, and I liked them both. Would have brought back a little life into the weekend, but I'm not going to complain. It was you had it's to always learn. the ones you never take and the ones yep. you do take. It's a fact. I'll touch on that last upset, though, because yeah. what the fuck are we doing as a podcast not seeing 14 to NIU when they go to Boston College? Yep. How do we not look at that number and go, that's suspect because well, well, NIU's better. The Rocco Parks, Lombardi's back. Like Park says – Northwestern's the worst Power Five team, and I was just gonna say that. I was like, well, I could argue Boston College might have something to say about it. <laughs> Boston College is very bad. <laughs> Northwestern Boston College would be an electric factory. How do we just not the all-time toilet bowl? God, that makes game. me mad because Northern Illinois wasn't very good last year. Like yeah, they, they didn't have Rocky Lombardi. You didn't play. You still Rocky you're Northern Lombardi's Illinois. You're a terrible. MAC team. Doesn't yeah, matter. He's not very good doesn't either. The MAC game and I scared too. And you rolls into Lincoln. I'll be there. Let's not talk high on them either. I don't need that right now. <laughs> not for my friends. Not for my friends. We were also higher on Moorhead. At least I was for Boston College. I thought he'd take a step forward getting the full start this year. He gets benched at half. And then the second stringer goes in and starts running 50 yards around the field in circles <laughs> on a fourth and five. It's like, you're playing Northern Illinois. It's not Alabama's D-line running against you. Just get, ugly. Give that kid a chance. That's all he needs. <laughs> The guy was waiting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Any other uh, upsets that I missed that anybody else wanted to cover? Just, if, yeah, I feel sorry if you're in no, these fan bases this I week. I think there's a massive potential for this coming week to have a ton, though. Yep. Toledo, Toledo, Toledo was getting games. close to Illinois. Yep. Yeah. Toledo was very close to pulling that <laughs> off. But other than that, I don't think so. Uh, biggest takeaways from the weekend. Let's start off with UJP running through quick. Was there anything that caught your eye? Yep. Yeah, first thing. The Big Ten West is not any better than it was last year. That's my biggest takeaway. <laughs> and whether no surprise whether there. they played each other or they just looked poorly, and I don't want to draw conclusions, but it's kind of hard not to when they all, the entire West, looked rough. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not any better. And then uh, biggest takeaway, I know a lot of people are overreacting. Please do not bet off overreactions based on what happened in week one and week two. Uh, you're going to still have to calibrate yep. what a team is. Don't overreact. That's my only thing. Great, great point. Cam, what's your biggest takeaway from week one? Don't overreact. Defenses are bad. There's so much sloppy football. Like mm-hmm. You're going to see such a different brand of football from 95% of these teams by the end of the year that's so much more polished. So that's JP hit it. Brutal kicking, too. That was another. T- I don't know about you guys. I just saw a lot of brutal missed kicks. College, 30 baby. yards, missed sh- uh, chip shots. Race, Minnesota's kicker is pretty good. Missed, missed extra point. In one of my in one of my bets, that's just atrocious. How are we missing an extra point, but then you make one from fifty two, man? I don't know what the hell's going on, but whatever. Um, but no, it's just it's good to be back watching football. I mean, like you guys keep saying, the Big Ten oh, yeah. West, it's wide open. 
Um, I thought Wisconsin, I mean, I mean, you talk about Braylon Allen supposed to be the guy. Ches Malusi, I mean, he had a hell of a day, too. I mean, granted, they're playing Buffalo, who's not, you know, a Yeah, they got a great one-two punch. But still, they that's a, that's a, a solid uh, duo they have over there. Uh, I think they're still going to be a, a team that's going to contend for that West. And SEC did what the SEC needed to do. Um, I just the, the Florida State is the, is the big thing that jumps off the page, obviously, I think. And we'll see what happens mm-hmm. tonight with Clemson and Duke. But Florida State is, is the big, big thing for this weekend. Absolutely. Biggest thing for me uh, is this stupid-ass new rule change. I think this is going to shift games. I think this is going to impact games. I think it's going to impact the gambling world because I don't think the book's going to be able to figure it out for at least a few weeks. Uh, There was an average of 40 to 60 snaps less this week in most of the games. Uh, If we want to stay consistent with the snaps, it's got to be like Colorado TCU where it's just go, 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 throwing the ball a ton. Uh, UCLA. Hey, don't worry, Chip, they're selling their ads though. They're getting the advertisement yeah, money. It's still oh, so, that's Thank where God. I wanted to. Uh, Chip Kelly had the quote of a lifetime. Just awesome stuff at halftime. He says, "I hope you guys are selling a lot of commercials." They had four drives in the first half. A Chip Kelly offense had four drives. Yeah, in the first they were half. playing a coastal team that slowed it down more than I thought they would too. So I think that had something to do with it. But um, I did definitely feel the commercial breaks, like there was more of them. In my yeah. honest opinion, like I felt like every time I looked up, the especially during the Iowa game, my God, every dead ball, punt, yep. commercial, incomplete pass, commercial, somebody's down on the field, commercial. Uh, they just kicked off, haven't quite taken the field yet for the offense, commercial. Like, give me a break. It's ridiculous. It's turned into a ba- movie basketball. If if this rule is still implemented by next year, I, I will be surprised because I think we're going to get a lot of pushback. Let's move on to our helmet stickers, guys that stood out to us. I'll get us going. I'm going to go TJ Finley, former Auburn, former LSU (laughs) transfer. Hey, third time's a charm, brother. Third time's a charm. Dude's the problem is you got to tell uh, JT Daniels that he needs to get better. Yeah, he that some the exception goes against JT Daniels. (laughs) Third time is not a charm for that guy. Goes into Waco, 22 of 30, had a QBR of about like 170, threw for 298 yards, had a rushing touchdown and three passing touchdowns against the Dave Aranda defense. So that was awesome. I I'm, I love seeing Baylor lose. So TJ Finley gets my sticker of the week. Reese, who you got? Mine's actually going to go to an overall unit. I'm giving it to okay. the North Carolina defense love it. Uh, because of what they did. You guys mentioned all Our of the – first unit sticker of the year. Yep. Yeah, first unit sticker. They – they proved me wrong. I was I took the over in that game. That didn't hit. Just a heads up. Um, but I <laughs> thought the North Carolina defense was going to be atrocious. But they got nine sacks. As I mentioned before, South Carolina was zero for four on fourth down attempts. They were four for fourteen on third down attempts. Um, Rattler threw the ball well, but that run defense or that they didn't were able to run the ball very well. And North Carolina controlled that game. And if you can have your defense do half of that when you have Drake May as your quarterback, you have a very good chance to win a lot of ball games. So, yeah, definitely was fact. Biggest, yeah, attention catcher of the weekend. Cam, who we got? Yeah, mine's a little different. I'm going to Fresno State wide receiver Eric Brooks. Nine receptions for 170 yards and two scores. The average 18.9 yards a catch in their uh, road win at Purdue. Probably an underdog, but maybe uh, we we can't really say that yet. Maybe Fresno State would be favored if they ever played again by the end of the year. But yeah. Eric Brooks, good week. That's my helmet sticker. Jordan yeah, I, I didn't deep as or cut as deep as uh, Parks and Schaefer did. Yeah, but I went. I went with a guy who's going to probably be in New York at the end of the year. Uh, Michael Penix went twenty nine of forty for four fifty and five touchdowns against a Boise State team that a lot of people thought was going to give Washington a scare. Well, hard to give a team a scare when you can't defend anybody on the outside, and those DBs were lit up the entire night. Michael Penix threw four or five footballs and probably could have had eight touchdowns. I, he missed a couple that were like. I don't see him miss that very often. Um, but we're going with Penix and Washington because they're still going to win the Pac-12. Yep. I, I think – He's a Washington homer. He's a Washington homer, Shafe. <laughs> I, I took him to win the Pac-12. It's the only hey, one man, I have to. When you come out and whoop ass like you did against that Boise State team, I'll give it to you. That was – they responded to all the hype. They look great in week one. Definitely that's a team to look out for um, going into the rest of the year. Uniform of the week. This is kind of some of our favorites – Cam had his eye on one. He really wanted to get his out first. So we're going to – Cam, what do you got here? Well, there's a good few options. You, As you all know, I'm very passionate about this and the look that you have to roll out with week one to really make a statement. 
And Reese actually sent a text about this, but I thought South Carolina put a great uniform on the field this week. I really did. I enjoyed that helmet. And I don't know if you realize this, Reese, but that's the C without the cock in the middle. Now, I don't <laughs> That's the C without yeah. the cock. Yeah. So it, it looks pretty cock. good. It's a pretty. There were no cocks on the helmets this week. It's the ring. It's the <laughs> ring without it. It was a cockless helmet, but it was a nice C. <laughs> I'm just yeah, telling well, you. It, it was a great look. It was a great look. No, I did like it. It was a cockless weekend. Grace, <laughs> who was your uniform of the week? Or helmet, um, I guess. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to Illinois. I like the uh, new striping they have for the shoulder pads. Uh, honorable mention, though, I'm just going to throw it out. I think it was so ugly that Whoa, it looked good. Stop. stop. Whoa, Whoa, one B. No one moves around here. You're not going to take, take it. I promise you, you're not going to take it, Jordan. <laughs> I swear to you. I promise you, you're not going to take it. It's so ugly, it's good. You told me to say it? Yeah, go no. ahead. Georgia Techs. Okay. Oh, yeah, the mismatch. I thought goals. the yellow. There was so, it was so <laughs> ugly. It was so good. There were nothing close. I actually like, had those high. Goals. I actually had those high, Reese. I, th- I thought the, the matte gold on the shiny gold didn't look too bad. I like the matte. I did gold. not like I, two different yellows. Was not, two different yeah, gold. It was it's not, not it's gold. It's not monochromatic, but whatever. Gold is it not was, gold. No, gold is made the same. Jordan, hey, looking at your screen here. Up. Yeah, I like I, that. I don't know if you guys saw these. The UTEP ones, they aren't quite throwbacks. They have um, the Texas Western feel to them. That doesn't say Texas Western on them. But when they bring that light blue back, that's a nod to the old Texas Western and old UTEP. Um, but throwback, minor on the helmet. Um, the minor is an elite logo. Yeah, with the light blue and white striping. Oh, they look clean. And they won a football game. So I wanted to show you because I didn't know if you guys saw that one. But it is, it was gorgeous. Yep. It was a did really good uniform. <laughs> I'm going to go same color scheme. I'm, I'm Thank you guys for leaving it for me. I really thought somebody was going to take them. Uh, Houston's nod to like the Oilers, to the City Edition, yeah, whatever. I think they we can. all wanted to take them, but we were like, we have to cut a little deeper don't, than yeah, that. Don't, don't take yeah, it. They, well, they were the obvious ones. I, I got to give them mention then so since, good, since we didn't. But yeah, great look. They were so maybe, good. Maybe it was the reason why they won the football game this weekend. I, I don't know. It, it was Some a great nod. Those are worth three points. Yep. Those Some would say three points. So th- there were sayings like, this team cannot lose with this uniform. I was like, yeah. what's and they fair enough to persuade me? It's 100% right now. <laughs> quick nod, quick nod to Minnesota. How about running a gold out for your fans and then wearing all maroon? You just like such I an asshole. I hate the, the white they use. They use so much white in those uniforms. No I, I can't do it. I hate them. Yeah, no, it's not biased right. because I actually like Minnesota's brand. I think they they do well with yeah, it, especially when they use well, that huge gopher on their helmet. White. But, but running agree. a gold out and having everybody win rare gold and then having your team who has gold uniforms, we've seen them wear maroon. Fuck you. Yeah, Iowa does that. We don't have anything else, but. No, you've won gold before. You could roll out those god-awful golds they wore that year. The, the throwbacks, those are nice. With like the nice. black stripe. Are you talking about the all gold? Yeah, the banana peels. Oh, you like those? Oh, See, you can't call them banana peels and say they're great. Buddy, they're, they were so ugly when they first came out that they're so good <laughs> So now. ugly, it's great. That's ugly <laughs> is back. So ugly, it's good. Fellas, no, th- it's looking good for us. Ugly is back. <laughs> ugly is in now. Yeah, I love how around are so back. back. <laughs> the, the new, like, retro modern where everything's are, like, simplified on, like, all the logos. Like, Boston College did it. Illinois did it. Florida State did it. Um, UConn's done it. There's a ton of schools doing it. It looks sharp. A lot yep. of people have done it. The 90s, like the 90s, early 2000s. And look, done it in basketball, too. Back. Yeah. Done it's it in basketball, back. too. I love it. I love it all. Illinois. I know. UConn we need to get a capris on the basketball players. You know, the shorts that are just, <laughs> just ankle <laughs> banging. The capri shorts. Somebody told, me, somebody told me that shorts over the knees were back this weekend. No. No, no they're no, not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Like, they will like, never be back. The knee guy. Are we saying yeah, over, to the like, knee, maybe. Or like in mid knee is mid knee okay? Because I think some of my golf no. shirts are mid knee. <sighs> no, that not sounds me. like not a like a max. Well, that sounds like a max height off statement. Am I no max? Didn't, no max. Actually, it was it was one of my brother's friends. I was just like, I don't know where you're getting your fashion advice from. Trying man, to make that's something just, cool. That's not like true. Mean girls were just trying to get fetch as a. Just <laughs> <laughs> keep saying it. So it's yeah, just, that, that, that would be. I know it would be max if that was it. If he said like, you know, Next long shorts are fetch. Shorts are back. <laughs> Bring back I, the Max. plaid shorts. No. Love you, Max. Love you, Max. Love you. This is your shout out for the week. All right. Last thing before we cap it off here. It is week one. We might as well throw it out there. Give us our hot take overreaction to week one. I'll start us off. 
and I cannot believe I'm saying this. Don't take it seriously. I'm just doing this for fun. Pac-12 is the best conference in college football right now. Stanford <laughs> definitely goes. On, Stanford goes on the island, wins by 13. <laughs> goes on the island, wins by 13. How? 59 points. 59 points <laughs> against North Texas. Oregon just, be, shall- dude. <laughs> Oregon just shellacks Portland State, puts an 81 ball on them, and then Colorado goes to TCU and pulls off maybe the upset of the weekend. I don't Whoa. know. So, Pac-12, there's, there is, it's just depth just had all over the conference. There's no way. win from the weekend. <laughs> Clicks. <laughs> there Clicks. five other. Park just sitting there wearing a Hawaii shirt on. Like, he has no take a bullet. I didn't, I right. didn't plan on that, but... You get there's no easy wins with this. Uh, if you see a Pac-12 team on your schedule this year, no easy wins. Auburn, you are so screwed this week. Oh yeah, we got to mention Oregon State looked pretty good yesterday too against San Jose State. State. Fantastic, yeah, those are clean aways. They are clean aways, and the all gold out of San Jose State was clean too. That's a great uniform game. Anyway, uh, I will say my hot take for Week One is I still don't even think Colorado is going to be bowl eligible. Okay, okay, stick I mean, it. You he's, might as well not. He's going to die on that sword. They're not going to be bowl eligible, dude. They, they give up that many points. Come on. My favorite part about that whole little interaction was Schaefer combined die on that hill and fall on the sword in the same sentence and said die, die on, on that sword. sword. <laughs> I'm Still really dead. mad. I'm really bad at that those. I, I, oh, I butcher them. I mix, the I mix multiple on the sword, ones die on all the time. <laughs> I'm terrible at those. Reese, give me an overreaction because I want to I end it. I think it's pretty good. I don't think mine's that crazy, but like on all of our college football predictions, our playoff at the end, all of us had like two teams from the SEC or two teams from the Big Ten. I'm just saying that I think um, no conference is going to get two teams in. I would actually think that would be a lot of fun. That'd be a great playoff. Yeah, but absolutely. I'm still, I'm sticking with mine. I have to. I can't. Yeah, it's week one. We can't fall away from our predictions already. We can't. Uh, My national champion did not look good, so I'm not feeling good about that one. Here's my overreaction, and I don't think it's that big of an overreaction. Like, I honestly think this is real. I think North Carolina Central wins a national title. Like. Nice. Yeah, totally, dude. Nice. Good. That's real. Damn it, they gotta dude. Change it. Damn it, Jordan. It's week one. We can't be doing this. We can't be – the guy – I already took out a, took a shot at him unintentionally for wearing the Hawaii shirt, and now you're doing this? Dude, don't kick a man while he's down. You're good. Suck a butt, Jordan. Here's the fucking case. Here's the fucking case. If we want to go into it fiery – Listen here, Brian Ferentz didn't oh, get to 25 no. points against <laughs> Utah State. That's true. <laughs> Listen, North Carolina Central beat that team. If TCU still put up 42, they should have won the game. That's what I was saying. North Carolina Central would have had half a hundo at least. They would have. North Carolina got more stops than TCU did against the exact same team. That's that's actually true. TCU probably. returned three starters. That, that's, that's a different team, man. They suck balls. Yeah. TCU could go not bowl eligible this year from what I saw from other Big 12 teams. Yeah, I think 75% of the Big 12 might not go bowl eligible after watching this weekend. If TCU we're gonna could be the route. all-time national championship team, like team that made it to the national championship that is the worst the next year. They're going to go first to worst or second to worst. Like They have very high odds of doing so. They're terrible. I like it. Uh, you could overreact and say Washington and Florida State look the best and they'd probably play on a national title. Yeah, that'd be a hell a of good, overreaction. That that's I not. Awesome. I don't even know if that's an overreaction. How good both those teams looked, Florida that's State especially. Cool. Holy shit! It, uh, man, that would be an all-time national title. I think it'd be I a good, new face in the mix. I think I need to cut you guys off before we start throwing any other just bizarre <laughs> takes at the wall here. So, hey, that's that is our week one recap. We went a little longer than expected, but honestly, it's it's week one, like. You know, you, we got it. We got to get everything covered. It was fantastic. Next week is going to be even better. We might go an hour and a half if the games live up to what they're supposed to be. Parks, anything else before we're so you were wazing your nothing? Wazing? Yeah. Wazing, no, the wazing. night we're recording, the night we're recording, it's already happened, but it's a big night for Reese. He's got the two cups set over yeah, his playoff the, pumps and tigers. If you <laughs> are listening. Night. If you are listening to this Tuesday morning, we are going to find out if Reese can like tell the future or or what. We are going Reese is to middle in this. Oh, uh, and- heads up! I didn't win a single bet this weekend, so I sure sure can't tell the future. But let's go, <laughs> Riley Leonard. Jump on Clemson! Everybody, jump on Clemson! 
Oh my god. We could have also threw Duke in uniform of the week. They have some they have some nice helmets rolling out tonight. So take a look on that. Big week, big day for Reese. Big day. No yeah, no Reese. cocks on the helmet, but big D big D on the helmet tonight. Yep. That's I that perfect. All right. That wraps up our week one recap. Like I said, I hope we do this every week, depending on our schedules. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We like to get our thoughts out um, early so we can get that to you guys. Look for our preview episode. We also need to get new titles for these episodes, but our preview episode, maybe Wednesday, Thursday coming out this week. Look for us to break down the Cyhawk game, Colorado, Nebraska, as well as like Texas, Alabama, everything Syracuse, else. Syracuse, so- Purdue next week, Reese. Yeah. Syracuse, Western Michigan. Western Michigan. Hey, Purdue week the- after. Then we got Army. Then we got Clemson rolling in here. I'm saying parts. I'm saying like up in the preview, subtle shots. Preview. No, what? no, no. I'm not. Sh- I'm just saying preview recap. We might need just create it a little bit of better name for it. I don't yeah, know. All right. The name it. We'll think of it. Maybe we'll have something for you. Uh, come Wednesday or Thursday morning when our episode comes out this week. All right, that's it for us. We are signing out. We will see you guys all Thursday. Who wants to sign us out? I got it. Play it. Play it. <laughs> <laughs>